You there? Jeremiah. <sighs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, I, I love hearing that from you over and over again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, it's you support the troops like no one else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, we should, <laughs> we should really have this be the start of the podcast. Let's I'm just do fine it. with that. I'm fine okay. with that. We're awesome. doing it. Okay, good. <laughs> the only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. You see what he was. Welcome to Son of a Preacher Podcast. Hey, um, I'm Ammon. I'm Jeremiah. Oh, yep. were you going to introduce me, or was it my job to do that? Uh, that's it's always awkward. I don't, I don't know. And my buddy here, Jeremiah. Hey, hey Eamon. We're, we're here to talk about episode two of The Preacher. And three, right? Two and three. Two, two for and one. three. So let's give everyone a little situational awareness, as we say in the Army. I'm at Army. I'm I'm in Army right now. You're in Army. Yeah. Um, In... An undisclosed location, and so I haven't had access, the normal access, to my television or the internet, but thankfully for my phone, I was able to watch, catch up on Preacher Episode 2 and 3 this weekend, and we're going to talk about it. We're sorry we've been gone, but we're back. You know what? You know what? You don't need to say sorry, because you're serving our country, (laughs) and nobody can give you any flack for anything. Okay. Oh man, thank you. It's a free I really pass. want. I really want to swear right now and just say some things about how much I love America right now. This is you're you're free to do so <laughs> because of uh, you. You're free to do so. <laughs> uh, I do it so we can all have the freedom to swear whenever we mm, want. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> hey, buddy. So. Yeah, so we got two and three episodes. Actually, I think they call them episode one and two because oh, really? of the oh, pilot. Oh, the pilot? Gotcha. That's what I <clears> saw <throat> on – that's how Sling TV did it. I don't know if that's true. Let's do a brief one over. What would you think? So I think – I don't know if I expressed this on the actual podcast on our first one, but I know I expressed it to you individually, which is I had reservations of starting a podcast over a show that I wasn't – hundred percent, not even seventy five percent sure I was going to really like. You know what I mean? Um, Which is fair because you came in completely blind, totally blind, totally blind. Uh, hadn't read any of the comics, knew very little, but I just knew I liked the vibe of it. Um, I like kind of like the religious um, side of things, even though I knew it would be pretty blasphemous. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, after after these next two episodes, I am. Uh, I, I'm all in on this and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's a really cool show. Um, what converted you <laughs> a couple of things, Je- Jesse. Yeah. Well done. Jesse, uh, Jesse shows a little bit more life, right? Yep. Um, uh, starting to see a little bit more of his character, which is cool. Um, I like that. Um, but, but really, so my big takeaway, not takeaway, but the thing that I was just getting a real kick out of being a staff member of a church, being a lifelong church guy, I guess, uh, I loved the scenes in episode two, or I guess episode 
one, but for our purposes, episode two, the yeah. second episode that aired, uh, I loved the scenes of the, everybody just kind of hanging out in the back of the church. And okay. I just, I just found that funny. I mean, growing up in the, what we call a fellowship hall, which is like, where like, we have like, um, you know, where we have potlucks, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe once a Sunday, uh, and people are just kind of hanging out, eat, drinking really, really watered down lemonade. Um, I just thought it was awesome just seeing people just hanging out back in the back of the church. And then also, uh, the fact that Cassidy, uh, so another thing we have in the, in the United Methodist church, um, is, um, the kind of the group, the group of volunteers that help maintain the property of the church and kind of do maintenance are they're called trustees and yeah, like the groundskeeper grant yeah maybe groundskeeper but, but but more like hey the the, the boiler's broke let's call sean and sean's gonna f- call the guy if you get it fixed you know what i mean I, right so it's kind of a group of people and usually they're guys in their mid to late 50s or 60s white guys just who just kind of kind of know that kind of stuff uh i just love that cassidy uh, this vampire is the trustees. He is like the, he's like the head of the trustees for this group, which for a lot of people might not be funny, but to me, was, I just found hilarious. And also found myself jealous a little bit that they had a really cool trustee in Cassidy. Uh, no, yeah, the vampire trustee. Well, not only that, but it's interesting how much cool things he finds in the uh, church closet in the last two episodes. True. Yeah, he, so he finds a, apparently like a Chinese cap to keep him out of the sun, and uh, he also finds uh, one of those candle. Yeah, acolyte. It's it's called acolyte. Is that what yeah. it's called? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. See, Mormons Mormons aren't really into the can. They don't do the candle thing. And, yeah, uh, old school I, Methodists. I, that's that's definitely a thing where you have the acolytes and you come up and you light it. You light the candles up front, and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um. The other thing I noticed, just religious-wise, before we get into the episode, is they believed, or they showed in the episode, the full immersion baptism. What's the Methodist stance on that? Uh, Methodists don't believe that you have to have a full submersion. Um, my church, which is a little bit more progressive, we don't have acolytes and we don't have any, all that kind of stuff, but um, we do full submersion, but we don't, it's not a requirement. Um, so... A lot of Protestant churches do full submersion, but some just do the sprinkling. It really, yeah, it kind of just It's just, just like, depends. hey, whatever you want. Uh, it just, it, whatever the denomination wants um, or whatever that pastor of, of the, um, or the preacher, as I'll say, uh, of that whatever church prefers to. That's that's pretty nice having just like, call it how you see it. Just yeah. whatever, whatever you feel like as a preacher, that's good. I mean, full submersion is definitely more biblical um and it's also just cooler i think visually you know so <laughs> that's cool yeah 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 so what were your no, thoughts um uh, well the mormons do it uh the full submersion mm-hmm. thing and um i mean again i'm not religious anymore but i always found like hey man if you're gonna go go all the way yeah absolutely i'm with you but anyways let's get back into the episodes so one thing I've noticed, um, oh, before we start again, I think you should make a confession to our listeners about something you've been reading. Oh, or maybe we don't. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe we should make this a a weekly segment, like the confessional. <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I was so. 
I, I was so uh, just hooked by especially episode two. I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to read the comic. And I read the whole first book of Preacher, which is maybe, was that five comics? Does that span five or six? Yeah, I think you have the, you're talking by book, you mean the trade paperback. Yeah. Correct. I th- It's probably six, six. Um, I'm not sure because I, I own the hardcover ones, but I'm not sure. Probably, it's okay. usually between 6 and 12, something like that. Yeah, so um, yeah. So I, I read the first uh, the, the first one, and um, so unfortunately, if you have anybody listening who, was, who I was on their side of the, as the non-comic book reader, I'm sorry I left you. Um, <laughs> but, Are you yeah, glad I'm, you did? I am very glad I did. Uh, and I... So we went to Alaska to film a wedding, uh, parklifefilms.com, by the way. Uh, and I read um, read the whole thing, front, front to back. And then we're going to Hawaii coming up here soon. Um, hashtag blessed. Uh, <laughs> and I have purchased books two and three. Um, nice. And uh, in preparation for that trip. So yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, um, I think, the, think the, the comics are helping me. Um, yeah, just kind of add to my experience a little bit. So since you, you know, you started with the show first and then you jumped on the comics, can you now see why there are some comic book fans who are kind of like really frustrated and yes. angry after watching the pilot? Well, yeah, I mean, so I read that whole first, which, which on the preacher, they're calling it book one. So I'm just, I'm just looking at it right now. It says book one and it has like. Uh, they're calling it chapters. It looks like, gosh, yeah, 12 chapters in here. So maybe they're just calling yeah, com- 12 comics, each comic. Yeah. yeah. 12. Okay. So there's 12 in there. Um, in, in all those 12, I think I counted three frames and I don't know how in the comic book world, how you call it, like s- three boxes. What do you call that? Like in a, on, frame? on a pin, yeah, sure. is it a frame? Okay. So I think I counted three frames of him be actually being a preacher. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, like, like in front of a congregation, or heck, like even in the church, there were only three or visiting frames. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so the TV show is already way different because he's all in on being a preacher, um, which I think is really cool, personally, just for you know my background. I think it's great. I think it's um, no. I think I think it is too. I think that that to me is a huge addition to yeah. it. They. They said, hey, this is great. We love what the comic book did, but you had no idea what his life was as a preacher beforehand. Right. And we have the chance to explore it. I think that's the beauty of doing something again, like taking someone's work and expanding on it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and and the fact that we see him a lot as a preacher now will give us kind of this basis to go off of. Because we realize he's probably not going to be a preacher very long, but at least we've seen it enough that we're starting to see that he he he's going through whatever phase he's going through right now where he's trying to you know show some redemption or be good you know as he kind of keeps saying in the show he wants to be one of the good guys um whereas in the comic he's just right away they're just kind of all over the place like literally all over the the country doing crazy stuff um and you don't really have any basis to go off of that he was a preacher, besides the fact that they just kind of say he was, you know, and dress like one. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so, um, I will bring it up in our next episode when I get back from army. But I was able to go to um, 
this, I don't know what you, what the term is, some sort of, it's like a question and answer session with the executive producer, Sam Catlin, and some of the writers at the Writers um, Guild of America in Hollywood. Super cool. They did a showing of Preacher, and then they had talked for like an hour and a half, and I even got to ask him a couple questions afterwards that I recorded, and of course I don't have it with me at Army, but we will definitely bring that up in one of our podcasts. What did you ask him? I I, I don't want to hear the answers yet, but kind of what what, what, what were uh-huh. you uh, what did you bring up? <laughs> so, um, the first question I asked when it was like open to everyone answering, right? They give you a microphone, and mm-hmm. and the first question I asked was about the strategic. Hey, what's your strategic vision? Because you've you've got a a base of these 75 comic books. And so I just wanted to know like, Hey, are we planning on doing this five, 10 seasons or whatever, or just string it out as long as we can? Because this guy, Sam Catlin is the same guy who worked on breaking bad. So one of the breaking bad's best known qualities is it, it ended even when it was making a lot of money, right? Like it, it had a solid end in insight. And that's what, and which I think is really impressive. Um, I asked him that and I asked him what he liked the most uh, about um, the comics and a few other. I was so nervous when I got <laughs> to talk to him. It was so embarrassing. Okay, so let me let me tell you the story. It's, real, it's actually kind of funny. So I have my little cheap recorder with me. And um, he comes off the stage and... He's immediately ambushed by like four middle-aged women, and which is understandable. The guy is like pretty good-looking, well-dressed, and he's a good speaker. He's funny, so they're all like talking to him. And I don't want to be the jerk who like monopolizes his time, right, and I'm just right. like this little podcast or whatever. So I was like, okay, I got to get in and out, <laughs> and. Of course, I just like stumble over and just think of whatever comes to my mind instead of sticking to the questions that I had previously written. I was such an idiot. You, you have to. I'm excited for you to listen. To I'm what I'm I, pumped for this now. Yeah. Retard. Oh, sorry. That's probably not the appropriate term. Such a newbie I was. Uh. Okay. So, so did you get good? Uh, sorry. Oh, okay. The whole story. One thing, huge thing, I want to note about the comics that we were referring to before which I thought was a big reveal. Um, so when you see the pilot, it has the appearance, and even episode two and three, it has the appearance that it's still going to stay in that town, and he's just going to save the town from different people. But according to him, uh, he says that you know eventually they'll get started on their journey. Really? Um, and it's a show about a journey. They just wanted to, you know, introduce all the characters and like you said, introduce him as a preacher and take it from a different aspect. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, We're going to explore. Like he said that basically preacher is about or what, uh, based on the vision that it originally read, uh, wrote, it's about America and all the crazy weirdo people in mm. the United States and their adventures going to see them and on their big journey. I, I mean, we won't reveal that to those people who haven't seen it yet, but there is an overarching huge mission that they go on. 
Wow. Yeah, that's encouraging. I mean, especially since they introduced, gosh, if I was on my homework, I would know his name. The um, the meat guy, the meat packing. Quid Cannon. Quick Cannon? Quid, I think it's Quid Cannon. Quick Cannon. Quid. Right. Quid? Quid. Or Quin, Quin Cannon. <laughs> Quin Cannon. <laughs> Quin Cannon. Um, <laughs> is his right-hand man or lack of right-hand man... Is he in the comics <laughs> at all? I haven't seen him. No, yet. he's not. So, he so he's not. so he's a, so he's a TV. Um, he is a TV add-on. Um, and actually, I was really surprised that they kept him. They kept going with him because I thought after the little rabbit squeal, he was done. But right, yeah, because he kind of seems like so. So that so that was confusing to me. Was whenever Jesse kind of you know broke his arm, not kind of, but broke his arm, right. In yeah. episode or in the, in the pilot, he really kind of came off as this guy that just had no, he was just, he was a nobody really. Right. So he was just kind yeah. of, Hey, Hey, let's have this guy here to show that Jesse has a conscience and that Jesse can also be very dangerous. Um, right, right, right. But now in episode, whichever, I think it was the next, the following episode, we see him in the cast and he slowly pushes one of the guy's face into the steering wheel and breaks his nose so now all of a sudden he's like this this super badass bad you know henchman you know what i mean like so this is this is my opinion i think so i think he was used purely for the transition the coming or as you the coming to jesus moment um that the preacher had Jesse Custer has when he's in the bathroom and he's making him sit down and put the gun in his mouth. And then he says, you know, it like, you know, you could see it dawn on him what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I think the good side in him wins over instead of using the power for evil. And this is also the time that he's about to go and get revenge on this guy that we don't know about. Right. You know, the guy who apparently screwed over, Jesse and Tulip. So I think that's why they brought him back is they needed someone to help him discover, Hey, I'm going to use these powers for good. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I just don't know if I, if I buy it yet, but you know, I mean, well, I, I agree. I'm, I def one thing I don't buy is the, how he found them at the gas station. Like, what was that about? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, were... he kind of just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going, like, to some other town. Like, look, I got this address of this guy. And so I'm expecting them in some other random city. And he shows up in the bathroom. Like, what is this? But whatever. It's yeah, I mean, t- TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to get hung up on it. But I like the character now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like him as as this right-hand man who's already had who already has beef with jesse i just wish maybe in the first episode then then they would have built him up a little bit more than just like this jerk this jerk dad you know what i mean but anyway what was in what's interesting to me is do you think i'm still not sure like do you think the wife actually likes it uh that's kind of how i feel i mean she was pretty convincing of that you know, she she. It was pretty alarming to Jesse when she was telling him that she likes it. But I don't think he believed it. I, I'm still confused. Maybe it's yeah. maybe they're trying to put it in a gray area. Yeah, which you would know? be yeah yeah totally. 
Um, and then, which, and then even then, it's like a it's a whole other discussion of well, even if she does, is it okay? Yeah, probably not. Is that right? Yeah, right. Yeah, good point. Um, one thing that I remember you saying that your problem with the uh, pilot was you weren't sure who the um, antagonist was. Yeah, yeah. And now it seems like they're coming out. They're slowly digging them out, and they're making them mysterious. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I don't know. At least that's how I feel. I also who are know you thinking from so 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 who are you thinking it is besides well, obviously. Um, well, I know. See, the problem is, I know this coming from someone who's read it. So, you've got uh, you've got Quinn Cannon, Quinn Cannon, and you've also have um, the cowboy that they just briefly introduced in episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, from eighteen eighty one, and then they never. I mean, I, um, I think that's a creative way to do it. But I don't know how long, how many times they'll string him around before he actually comes full frontal to the. Uh... And then you also have the mysterious Grail Industries, which is also a big influence in this. And and you haven't even they haven't even revealed who killed Jesse's dad. So you have like so many yeah. different possibilities of who the antagonist is going to be. And I think that's maybe one of the best qualities of the show in the comic. Well, you almost kind of get this feeling that of this big sense of doom of like, oh my gosh, you've got Jesse in this tiny little town and you've got all of these crazy people kind of starting to come out of the woodwork. And I like the fact that it's such a tiny little town. Like, cause normally you think of like New York, right? Like if it's like the Avengers or, you know. Like, where does all the bad stuff happen when crazy villains come in? They want to go to New York, right? Or they want to go to <laughs> yeah. London. Um, and I like the fact that right right now, at least, all the crazy stuff is all happening in this tiny little, tiny little town. I think that's really fun. True. And it's not like, hey, we're saving the earth type stuff. Right now, it's just about Jesse and the gang. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, where did I read a long time ago that, you know, when you keep seeing these movies, it's a whole other conversation. But you, you keep seeing these movies, like all the Mar- the Marvel movies, and 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 now the DC movies. That that what's at stake is the whole world is gonna end. But like none yeah. of us, none of us or can like wrap our mind around yeah. nuclear bomb. Right? We can't. Disease. We cannot wrap our mind around it. But what? But what's one of the best all time suspense movies of all time? Which is uh, Die Hard, right? And there, it wasn't end of the world. It was just these people in this building. But yet, you felt it way more. Than these, hey, the world's about to end. Way so, more. So I really like, um, yeah, I really like these uh, uh, um, with this kind of smaller scale, at least at least as of now, smaller scale, um, kind of creates a little bit more urgency in it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. Totally. I like it when shows have um, two things. They like you get immediately rewarded for that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, that was really entertaining. But they also have a bigger picture at the same time. There's some conspiracy or some bigger war, you know? Yeah. And this is obviously shown that in lots of different things. So that's what I really like. Um, yeah. I th- sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. Um, the What, what kind of got me really hooked in the series was at the end of episode one or two, whatever, um, 
when he says to, when he goes back to the girl's house and says, "I'm gonna try something," right? And the 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 mom just gave him this big speech of, you know, your casserole that you're gonna <laughs> that I'm gonna throw out as soon as you leave <laughs> is more meaningful than the words you just said, which is. <laughs> I have a feeling, which is Garth Ennis's, uh, considering his background, that's kind of the, the, the thrust of his whole thing, is right? It's, right. it's pretty much going to be that. So for me, as a believer, practicing believer, I'm going to have to really suck it up, which I can handle. But uh, the fact that he went back there and the whole open your eyes at the end of the episode was, A, just awesome. Just so great. Because right. um, you got a little glimpse of the good in him that he really, really wants to do well. Yeah, you didn't have to go back to someone no. who basically called him a charlatan, you know what I mean? Totally, yeah. Um, but then also, it was obviously so, for me at least, so predictable that I knew, okay, yeah, the girl's going to open her eyes, but she's not going to be healed, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's totally what happened. But I still liked the fact that they ended on that, and I liked the fact that they ended with a little bit of hope into an episode, which nowadays you don't really see all that much, you know what I mean? Usually with... Game of Thrones, which I love, all these other episodes, they end with they, the the hook at the end is like a f- sense of doom. Pending you know what I mean? doom. It's like you're always like, oh crap, what's gonna happen? They're right. all gonna die. Right. But but weirdly, in this really weird show that made by an atheist, <laughs> um, <laughs> at the end of that little scene, I felt like, oh yeah, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Um, this really kind of this sense of hope and. Yeah, I just thought that was awesome. You you, just, you really don't see it very much anymore. Did you feel that same way? Because I think you could, you might be able to feel that same way about the ending of three when it was just like him and Emily just being like they were the only ones at that service, and that was I was like, wow, that was, and it wasn't again a pending doom type thing. Yeah. It was just them doing their duty. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a kind of slow fade out. Like, hey, this is. This is what he's chosen, even though yeah. he could go do anything. He's got these amazing powers, and he decides to stay there. Yeah, and, just be faithful to what you, know, you think he's, thinks he's called to do. And Yeah, although it's, it seems like it never um, – he never discovers that he was the reason why he cut out his heart. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's dawned on him yet. Maybe it never will. But uh, Okay, I have there's two things that um scenes that I really loved. One was um the Cassidy when he's with the preacher and the preacher is telling him about his powers and he's making Cassidy do all those things. And yep. Cassidy is loving it. He's just <laughs> like I just loved how gleeful he was that he made him like jump and try and sing Johnny Cash and tell about his secrets of loving jo- Bieber. It was awesome. Um, yep. I loved that scene, and the other scene that I thought was great was the scene with Tulip when she gets pulled over by the cop. Like, I was genuinely impressed. Like, usually I'm like, uh, you know, I can. It, it seemed like stupid BS when, like, oh, the cop wouldn't go for that. But I was like, dang, she's good. Like, as an actress, it was solid. Yeah, yeah, great. Act. Yeah, fa- yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Um, sh- of anybody in the comics, I think Tulip is the biggest divergent. Yeah, absolutely is, is, different. Is that the right word for that? I don't know that's a movie. Um, <laughs> is the biggest difference by far. Uh, and I felt like her character, and especially in episode three, 
because we got a lot a lot more of her in in the th- in the last episode um but i don't know i don't know i i can't really put my finger on it i kind of felt with her she kind of stalled a little bit i get it's only freaking episode 3 but i felt a little bit that i don't know there was there was a surprising amount of kind of doom not not not, not doom and gloom with her but um I don't know. Do you do you, do you, do you get at all what I'm saying right now? Well, I get the thing that I think she is um, totally frustrated and yes, like frustrated. she feels yeah, like yeah. she can't do anything without him, and yeah. he keeps telling her no for three episodes. So right. how long are they going to keep that going? You know exactly. That thank you. That's exactly what it is. And and as a viewer, I'm frustrated. Okay, at least now by now, give me something. Give me either what it is exactly you want from him, right? Or like, what? What is this mission? We know. Is it Carlos? Is that right? Is that the guy's name? Yeah, revenge. That's what I got <laughs> from it. Revenge on someone who ditched him during a bank robbery. I. That's what I interpreted. Yeah. As. Yeah. So okay. Well, okay, fine. I guess. Right. I mean, <laughs> considering the crazy other stuff that's going on, like, really, is that what it is? Um. Yeah. Or just give us something a little bit more, but because that that for me, at least, I'm not done with it. But starting next episode, we I need I would like to see a little bit more progression on that i i I get jesse you don't want to do it i get that you two desperately need him or think you need him something's got to give because i'm getting tired of of that already of her same repeated mission i I would like to see more of your relationship besides just her begging you for something right like yes let's see your guys let's see how you guys talk to each other just normally or that's just not you begging for the same thing over and over right yeah, they did. She did kind of make fun of him once, though, for that. Like they're there with the cars right there on the road, and he he says, "Can I tell you something?" And she's like, "Oh, wow, some real conversation or something like that." <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I think they kind yeah. of they they acknowledged it. But you're right; they absolutely need to take that somewhere, develop that a little bit more, and it'll be interesting to see where that comes in and Emily's fascination and love with him and stuff like that so right um let's let's not drag this on i don't we don't like to have the longest podcast ever but um what are you excited to see in the future um so now that (laughs) now that i've been reading the comics it's gonna spoil my my answer for this rather if i was just flat out watching it yeah. Um, because now that I know who, or at least according to the comics, who killed his dad, I can't wait for that part. Ooh, yeah. You know. Um, but I, I think also, I like, think I think he he referenced him in was it two or three where he said like, no, my dad didn't teach me how to fight. Someone else did. Right. Yeah. I think that's who he was referring to. Right. Isn't that what you got from it? I would uh, no, but now that you're saying it, yes. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I think I, <laughs> I think I kind of glossed over it. Uh, well, I mean, and the other thing is, only having been reading read up through uh, the first twelve comics, I don't really know who this meat guy, this meat meat yeah, processor. Yeah, he's not way later. Right. Way later. I'm not. I'm surprised they brought him, but I guess it makes sense since they're uh, they're doing the based in uh, is it Anvil, Texas versus yeah. where he originally did started out. Um, and blew up the church in the first episode. Right, right. Uh, how about you? What do you? What are you um, looking forward to? I'm really excited about um, 
gosh, I don't remember how you pronounce their names, but the two angels, yeah, the, they they're a lot different than the comics. Yes, they way m- different. They might actually be more divergent than Tulip. They're that's um, true, but they're in the comics. Hell- so, I, so th- sorry, not to interrupt, but just for yeah, anybody else. In the comics, and this wouldn't be a spoiler because this is not something in the future. This is just a difference. In the comics, they're kind of just frumpy, just, just kind of just just dudes, depressed drunks. Yeah, yeah. Who are angels? Who just so happen to be kind of like worker angels, right? Yeah. So here they're British. Uh, I don't know if they're British. I I didn't get that from their accent. I think it's I think it's a little weird. It's weird accent. I maybe, don't know. Maybe that's Heaven's accent. Now we know Heaven. <laughs> Oh shoot! It's well, funny. That, well, I th- that's a spoiler it's... right there. That actually is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't read the comics. No, because they mention it in episode three. Do they? Yeah, he says we work for the government, and then the tall one who can never keep his mouth shut is like, "We're from heaven." Oh, how did I miss that? Okay, okay. Well, there you go then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so these guys are claim they're from the government, and hence they keep coming back and bodies, right? right. Which. Which isn't in the comics, but it's cool. I, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, it's a cool backstory. In fact, in the comics, you never see them like go after him at all. They just see, send someone else after the um, the preacher, like immediately. You know that they don't do it themselves. But like, I like this. Mm-hmm. I think this is a better approach because it's saying like, "Hey, we tried it ourselves, and you know, we'll see how far it goes before we have to ask for help." And according to the show, we still don't even know what it is they're after. I mean, we True. realize that they're after whatever is in Jesse, but we, st- according to the show, we still don't know what that is. That's true. And for some reason, it needs to go in a coffee can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, anyways, I'm really excited about the future of this show. Hopefully, um, if anyone of our fans are listening, one day I'll be back from Army in uh, – week and a half and we'll have a, a better better version of this podcast but until then keep listening thanks for chatting with me jeremiah and i'll talk to you next week hey if people want to get a uh, hold of you how should they get a hold of you um post preacher podcast at gmail.com i'm on twitter jeremiah cox or at jeremiah cox are you on twitter amen yeah, um, you can actually look up "Son of a Preacher" podcast on uh, "Son of a Preacher" on Twitter. We've got some Twitter, Twitter cool stuff that we've put out about like little hidden gems in the show. So look us up. Cool, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Out here. I mean, we'll see. You. you there? Yeah. I how don't know how one? I hang up on this thing. <laughs> you press stop and then it has to upload. You have to wait for it to ha- upload. It doesn't have a stop. Uh, Mine does. Mine has a stop. Mine says stop. Maybe because you did it. No, they should both have stop. Okay, well, maybe I'll push stop. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'll push stop and they both have to upload. <laughs> so. Okay. All right, dude. We'll talk to you. See ya. See ya.